0: On this episode of Cannabis Business Minds, we talk about how being social is the key to success for managing social media. In a day of information overload and so many social networking sites, how do you engage clients and customers through social media? Our guest gives insight and a reality check on what social media is and what it isn't. Amy Donahue breaks down the etiquette of social media and steps your business should take to be more social. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Cannabis sales were $5.7 billion in 2015. Cannabis industry is valued at $22.8 billion by 2020. In 1996, there wasn't a single dispensary in the U.S. In 2016, there are 25 states that have legalized medical marijuana. Welcome to the Cannabis Business Minds podcast, where you gain insight from business leaders in the cannabis industry to help take your business to the next level. So, on the show today, we have Amy Donahue. So, Amy moved to Phoenix in September of 2002 and started her comedy career soon after. She's done improv, she was a radio DJ for four years, and she understands how being social is how you do social media right. As a social media consultant, Amy educates small business owners in the cannabis industry on the nuances and etiquette of social media so they can develop their brands online. She's been teaching workshops for over five years. Her focus is on compliant social media. networks have many rules with regards to cannabis. I actually met Amy via social network, and um, and she has a lot of stories, actually, how social media has really impacted her life. So Amy, welcome to the show. Yay, thank you. Thank you. That was such a brief intro of what you've done. Do you mind feeling <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't do you any justice. Can you give us <laughs> and give the listeners insight and a little fill in the blanks of how you got in the cannabis industry and what you've done to date?
1: Well, my, my foray into cannabis, I've been a social media consultant for 10 or 11 years. I started in my space because as a comedian and radio DJ, that's how I built relationships and then I could promote stuff. Um, but the key there is that I built relationships and I didn't spam people with my gigs and things like that. And people showed up because they wanted to see the person that they'd known or gotten to know online. And... So I actually got a job doing it for the first time full time about six years ago. And the, you know, people think that social media is really stupid. And, you know, this is one of my big stories of social media is Twitter, I donated my kidney in 2011 after seeing a tweet from a girl who I met on Twitter a year, you know, over a year ago at that time. We'd been building a relationship and chatting, and I knew her mom was sick. And then I saw her talking with another mutual friend on Twitter that her mom finally went on the list because people don't want to go on the list. They don't want to admit that they need help and asking someone for an organ, is a big deal. So she had to say, Hey, you know, for, for my birthday present, I want you to go on the list. And she did. I saw the tweet and that was January of 2011. And I donated in that April of that year. And it completely changed my life. But as I, was going through the testing and I talked about it all the time because I didn't want to make it seem like a secret and I wanted to educate people, which is the same thing as the cannabis industry is educating. And a year after that, a Twitter follower of mine donated her kidney to her aunt. And that was because I made her feel comfortable with it because I talked about it so much. So, and then I, I did a cross country documentary, which will be out this fall called Social Media Stole My Kidney and that was funded through Indiegogo and the majority of those funds were from my following on social media. It was about $30,000.
0: Wow. I mean, and what just like reading your longer bio, I can see that you're so passionate and you really, you've spent so much time with like just fundraising and just kidney awareness and everything related to that. And to be able to, build a relationship. I I, I think that even I need to learn that is we have this common misconception that social media is what you just said at the very beginning. I wrote this blog post. I did this. I'm having this event. Come, 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 come. And then to actually engage in to a
1: dialogue, it seems like a lot of people don't do that.
0: Well, they forget that
1: word social in social media. And in my workshops, I open it up by asking people, what does the word social mean? If you were to go to dictionary.com, what would it say? And they're like, well, oh, posting on Facebook. No, the dictionary does not define the word social as posting on Facebook. And if all you do is pump out and you know broadcast, first of all, that's not social at all. And second of all, that makes you a douchebag. Would you do that in person at a party when you first walk in the door? It's just buy my cars, buy my cars, buy my cars. You might, but you'll never get invited back. And I think people, especially small business owners, don't understand the value of social media. Um, it's largely free and you can brand yourself online. And again, small business owners don't even know what branding is. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk them through all of that. You have to create a culture for your company online. And if you do it the right way, which is where the cannabis part comes in, if you do it you know, in a social way, it shows that you're part of the industry, but part of building relationships as well. And I think there's so many opportunities out there. I'm about to write a published post on LinkedIn called your cannabis social media sucks (laughs) because I see these, these memes and everything that people are posting. And I think, all right, a dispensary costs a few million dollars to open and you're going to post that on your Instagram. Like it's, there's such a disconnect between the brand and the social media that it's, It's somewhat ridiculous to me that people don't pay more attention to their social media.
0: Do you think it's just the lack of awareness that people aren't going to your workshops, that people don't, you know, that they haven't been able to define like what social is and and they're overwhelmed or why do you think there is this disconnect?
1: I think you're right that it is overwhelming because there's so many networks out there. And I don't think everybody needs to be everywhere in this industry. You have to be careful on Facebook and Instagram because of the terms of service. And a lot of people don't even bother to read those. And then their page gets shut down on Facebook because they post a picture of flower and a price. And or they don't have the age gate on which every alcohol page needs to have an age gate. They don't know the basics and they Mm -hmm. think I just build this page with these crappy logos, these crappy graphics. And all I'm going to do is is broadcast my prices all the time. That's boring and it's not going to draw people in, especially when there's like millions of pages on Facebook that you have to break through that noise and you have to do that with good content. Yep, okay. That's exactly something that I've noticed is like
0: it's information overload. We can read, we get these news updates on cannabis, Google alerts about, oh, there's this new study about blood pressure. There's this new XYZ. And to really, if I look on my Facebook feed and I look about all the people that I personally follow that are related to cannabis, is not my business, I'm overwhelmed, right? And so how do you advise people in your, you know, in your role as a social media consultant to, to navigate through that and to deliver quality content? And what is quality content?
1: That's the biggest question is what is quality content? And it is hard in this industry because there is so much information out there. But you have to have a strategy. Nobody, when I ask people what's your strategy on Facebook, they just look at me with a blank look on their faces like, so you made a page and you didn't even come up with a strategy? So you got to keep things clean. You want to post good articles that you researched and you found out that they're true because there's so many, especially with an election coming up, there's so much false information out there as well. And you don't want to eat crow. You don't want to post something that... Is obviously just link bait which means it's a headline you know DEA is not gonna pay attention to marijuana anymore which is you know drawing you in but of course people don't read the article Mm -hmm. and then they post all over the place but you can't post the same thing on Facebook as you post on Twitter as you post on Instagram as you post on mass roots you have to have a different strategy for each network and Mm. you can't cross post because it's it just looks horrible
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, and I think that's the biggest misnomer is like, I mean, what I do sometimes is I'll use Hootsuite and post the same article on all three social media channels and think, okay, well, there's definitely awareness to be had, but it seems that each of those audiences is very different in what you'd be
1: targeting to them as well as different. It's very different. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Hootsuite because there are a lot of tools out there. I manage probably at least 30 Facebook pages, and I do everything organically because it takes 30 seconds to do it. And um, when you cross-post, it shows that you're at one place, which is Hootsuite, which means you're not at the three other networks that you're posting to. And so if you're not really there, no one's going to talk to you because they can see that this came from somewhere else. And you have 140 characters on Twitter and 4,000 on Facebook. You can't possibly post the same thing to both. That's totally true. So tell us a little bit about your company because you are the social media expert in my mind.
0: Um, I was checking out your website. So what, So it's called Hi- Get Hybrid Social, right?
1: Yeah, it's called Hybrid Social. And we. I had a business partner at first and she was actually a client of mine, came to one of my workshops because her cousin owns a dispensary. And so she wanted to learn social media to do his social media. And then she hired me to to teach her everything on the side as a consultant. And then we thought, well, she does marketing. I do social media and they're completely different by the way. Social media might be a part of marketing, but they're not the same thing. So we decided to work together and, um, we came up with, with hybrid social. We actually hired a a branding specialist to come up with that and get the website done. And I'm working by myself now. She just, just two little kids and didn't, you know, didn't know how much work it is to run a business because then we had to do our own social media as well as clients. So it, it is very time consuming. But hybrid social, we we really wanted something that was higher scale than the typical stuff you see posted on Facebook. So we wanted to create good content slick content that didn't have words all over, never use hashtags on Facebook. Like there's an etiquette out there that we want to teach. And you know, if you're a dispensary and you're posting videos of people dabbing, um, that just brings, not that there's anything wrong with dabbing, but the public doesn't understand it. So when they see that on there, they're going to be like, what the heck is this? Mm -hmm. It's not appropriate for everywhere. And so and other rules as well as um consuming it is even if you're in a medical or a recreational state it can be illegal to show consuming online so not even, even bong hits um on instagram that can get you banned and it can get you arrested as well your state representatives could be out there looking to see who's doing what online and you can get arrested for lighting up a joint on facebook
0: Wow. I had no idea. Yeah.
1: So it's all those little rules. And that's the reason why I do what I do is because nobody knows any of that because nobody reads the rules. They click OK for agreeing to the terms of service without reading them. And then they get angry when their Facebook page for their dispensary gets shut down. And it's like, well, in the terms of service, it says this. Well, I didn't read them. Well, then don't hit yes. <laughs> you know, like, you have to follow the rules, especially on a monster like Facebook. So anyway, hybrid social, we're, uh, we started as, I think I'm still the only person that's really got an agency dedicated to cannabis in Arizona. There are more people popping up who want to do it, but, you know, they don't know what they're doing, and I get the cleanup work, which is totally fine with me, because I do a lot of cleanup work. Well, what's your cleanup work entail, exactly? So if they did not have a good social media person before or it's someone's nephew or daughter and they're posting from Instagram to Facebook with all the hashtags and, again, memes that have been shared a million times so they look all grainy and gross, like they don't look professional at all. So I go in and I clean everything up and then I work on the account for a month or two and just get it back to speed. Make sure you're being social with the page. A lot of times I'll take over and I look at the activity log on the Facebook page and I see that they never even liked anything with the page. And I think, where's the social in this? So the cleanup work I like because it makes me look really good by the time I'm done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, well, it's also funny because then you can see when you go into new clients, like, okay, these are the normal reasons why people are failing, right? So then you actually just build a way better product uh, when you go in. Okay, so you do, so tell us more about the service offering. So you do cleanup work, you do social media strategy.
1: What are these workshops that you do? The workshops our basic 101 for each network in the industry, and those I actually am going to start doing online as well just do webinars because there are people all over the world who need to learn this and you know Phoenix is still a really small market. So the workshops are network specific and it's just about branding yourself and creating a culture for your cannabis business online that doesn't cheapen the industry because my goal at the end of the day is for everyone's social media to look nice so that the gen pop is what I call them, people who are non-consumers, will go out and vote because there's a lot of, states including Arizona that are gonna have adult use on the ballot this fall. And if I need Joe next door to vote, he better be comfortable with it and not thinking that there's gonna be panhandlers outside, you know, trying to score a joint, which never happens. I've never seen that happen. But anyway, so that's the whole goal of the cleanup work is to take everything over for a month or two, clean everything up train somebody along the way so that when I'm done with the cleanup, I can just hand it off and, you know, they feel more confident with it. And maybe six or seven times out of 10, they actually implement what I've taught them. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes they just don't. And you can lead a horse to
0: water. Yep, yep, but yep, you can't make, make them drink. drink. No, no, you definitely can't. Will you elaborate just, you know, I don't want to give away your workshops or anything like that, but what yeah. are, if you could say the difference between the Twitter, the Facebook and Instagram, but then we've got Facebook Live, now we've got this Instagram, storytelling, Snapchat, et cetera. What's your overview of all these social mediums? Do you think they're all necessary first? And what do you prefer?
1: I do not think they're all necessary, especially in this network or in this industry. I, my number one favorite one for this industry is Mass Roots. And when I find out that people are not on Mass Roots and they own a dispensary, you can tell they're not in touch with 2016, 2015, 2014. And Mass Roots is Instagram for stoners. You can post anything you want on there. Whereas on Instagram, if you post flower, you could get banned for that if you post a brownie that's medicated on Instagram, you can get banned for that. So it's knowing each network. So I really love MassRoots and it is very, very social. People comment and like constantly because there's finally a network out there where stoners can feel good about commenting on someone's plants and say, hey, what are you using for fertilizer? Or uh, how many weeks is that? When do you get to chop it down and start curing? So I really like mass roots. Um, Again, it's just like Instagram and you want hashtags. Instagram is great because it's only pictures. And the difference between Instagram and the other big ones is it's just a picture. You want to post something that's going to draw people in. Don't post a flyer. (laughs) Um, Don't post prices all over the picture and don't brand the picture. You're posting it on the the terms of service on Instagram state that you're posting your own content. So it's your content. We know where it's from. If you brand everything, it looks like you're trying to sell too much and nobody wants to be sold on social media. They want to be social. They want to be drawn into a picture. So um, sometimes I'll see videos of some of the concentrates being made. And that's really cool, and it's educational. Again, it could be violating the terms of service, but that draws people in because video is really important right now. And then with Instagram, you can use as many hashtags as you want. You just want to make sure the only network that it's okay to post from Instagram to another network is Twitter. Um, Never, ever, ever post that to Facebook because it just looks really spammy, especially if there's – Hashtags And studies have shown that hashtags on Facebook actually will lower your engagement rate. And engagement means people interacting, liking, commenting, sharing. If you violate etiquette rules, then what's the point of posting if you're going to ruin your post before people can even see it? And then Twitter is my favorite out of everything in the world. It's just conversation like we're doing right now. And people are like, I don't get Twitter. It seems so complicated while they're on Facebook that has events. It has apps like Farmville. It has pages. It has profiles. There are birthdays. Facebook has so much garbage that people are so used to that when they see something as simple as Twitter, they drool with their eyes glazed over. Like, um, and I say, all it is is talking with people <laughs> in a conversation. Period. It's one sentence and you get 140 characters. It's the simplest network out there yet. People make it the most complicated. And you can talk about weed on there. You can talk about cannabis. You can talk about um, extracts. You can talk about edibles. They don't have the rules. Uh, The only thing with Twitter is you can't do a promoted post in the industry yet. And then, of course, Facebook, which is the monster. And I don't think that this industry really needs to be on there because of the noise. You can't boost posts. Facebook is pay to play, but they don't want any ads or anything in the industry. So why bother spending time there when you can really build a solid, solid following on the other networks?
0: Totally. And then, so what do you think about building this solid network, right? So imagine that we change our, we change the game. We're like, okay, I'm not just going to promote all my events. I'm not going to brand my images on Instagram with my logo. I'm going to start socially interacting with people. I'm actually going to be social. But what does that if someone were wanting to do this, like if you had to give like five tips or like maybe like a minute this is what you need to do, what is it that somebody does to be social? Do they just like a ton of photos? Do they have a. I've noticed on Instagram, I always get standard comments like love it or puff puff or something that seems like yeah. a robot. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm glad you're liking my stuff, but what does I didn't actually put anything cool on that photo? It was more of like a, a story or something. So, what does it mean to be social,
1: really? Well, it means that you're jumping into the conversation. So When I see people, they'll have like 10,000 followers on Instagram and they're following four people. Uh, That means they're not going to the home feed and liking and commenting with original comments. And so being social is talking with people, not just responding to your own stuff, because that's very self-absorbed. And if you're self-absorbed, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm not going to go to your store if I don't see that you're being social. And there's a lot of businesses that don't get my business if I don't see them being social. Um, So it's following people back. Well, you know, I heard that you shouldn't follow as many people as you have followers. Why? Why? why, why, why are you so, why are you so good? You know, you're not, you're not on a level higher than anybody else. You need to follow people back, but you need to follow people in the first place and, you know, go on a little bit of a follow spree and start getting to know these people, comment on their stuff and, and like their stuff. You don't always have to comment, but um, that's why I like emojis, because like you said, a lot of those comments are very basic, but emojis you can really personalize and, you know, for Instagram and mass roots, it's really fun to use those. I don't use them much on Twitter because a lot of Twitter apps don't read emojis, and it's just like a weird square. And of course, you wouldn't want to do that on on Facebook too much because I think Facebook it, it just looks kind of childish on Facebook. So each network has an etiquette and a way to do things, um, and especially on Twitter. The people you're following and hashtags you're following, you jump into conversations. If you see somebody posting about live resin, um, say, hey, I got this great live resin the other day. Uh, Do you know where I can get some more in the valley or something like that? It's basically social media is a networking group. You walk in. You walk around, you introduce yourself to people, you ask them about what they do. You hear people talking about the barbecue or the football game or something like that. And you jump into that conversation. If you're only talking about cannabis, that's actually kind of boring. You know, as a person, I'm a cannabis connoisseur, but I still talk about stranger things on Netflix or the dust storm. Such like you and show. I were talking. Oh, my God. It's a great show. The best show I've, I've been. I binge
0: watched that. I hope there's an episode, too. I,
1: I, two. I season two. Yeah, there will be. I'm pretty sure there will be, but I'm in 80s. I'm 45, so I grew up at that time. And when I saw Winona Ryder was going to yep. be on a TV show, I was like, oh, my God, Winona Ryder. About but her. see, this is, this is a conversation that I could be having with hybrid social and you could be having under your brand on Twitter. We can talk about stuff that's not cannabis because it shows you're a well-rounded person. You know, totally. think of going on a first date. You're not just going to talk about the car you drive and the apartment you live in because no one – You're not going to get that second date. Right, exactly. (laughs) So if you're too self-absorbed and you're just very one-sided or, or, you know, pigeonholing into uh, just just talking about cannabis, you're boring, I'm probably not going to follow you back.
0: Yeah, or unfollow you. Right, I unfollow all the time. Yeah. All the time. No, that's interesting. What do you think about the direct messages? I mean, because is that, are you down with that? Is that a good strategy to contact people? Because you're still engaging in this conversation. It's just a little bit more private.
1: It depends. If I first follow somebody and I get an auto DM, Mm -hmm. uh, that's very poor manners. That is, that is me walking by and you just shoving your shit in my face. Mm -hmm. I hope I can score on your podcast because I, I, when I first follow somebody and I automatically get a direct message that says, Hey, like us on Facebook too. My response is, Hey, before you you shove your dick down my throat, how about you buy me an appetizer? And I say that, and I've actually gotten business from that. And people are like, Oh my God, that is (laughs) hilarious. Like how you're so right. And I said, why did you set that up? Why did you think you could go in hard without any lube talk to me publicly first or send me a direct message say hey amy thanks for the follow um when did you donate your kidney something personal yeah. from my bio or my tweets but if you're just coming in and selling i un- first i send you that direct message and i'll wait for a response and i'll never get one because people don't pay attention to their direct messages they'll send them out but, then but they, they don't, don't respond back mm-hmm. what kind of person does that a lot. <laughs> do you that in real life? No. no. Yeah. So you gotta stop doing stuff online that you wouldn't do face to face. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's a huge
0: lesson to learn, and I hope that the listeners will. I mean, I. I've taken away a ton of information in this small little bit of conversation. I think you got to, you really have to compare it to what would you do in real life? Yeah. Okay. So from your experience, there's a few things I didn't get to ask you because we just dove into this amazing social, social media stuff. Um, How did you get involved in the industry? Was it related to the kidney or was it like, what prompted you to do cannabis?
1: well my kidney recipient's kidney failure was due to ibuprofen so yeah she had been hospitalized with migraines and they gave her you know 800 milligrams which people think is okay to take which it's not um and it will kill your kidneys and um anything that's an NSAID is really bad for your kidneys so once I donated I was at a film festival in Sedona here and I saw this movie about a lady who had cancer like nine or ten times and after it was a medical marijuana film, and I hadn't had anything in my system as far as um, I am an alcoholic in recovery. I'm a recovered alcoholic, I should say. And when I quit alcohol, I quit everything. And then I realized that I don't want to take ibuprofen, even though if you take one, it's pretty harmless. But I have one super kidney right now, and I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize it at all. I get my blood pressure taken regularly. I'm super, super healthy. So um, I decided that I would research it. So for two weeks, all I did was research. And this was 2012. And um, we had had medical here for a couple of years. And so I got my card. And now, because it's such a part of my life and it's very a part of my health as well, that's how I got into the industry. I thought, well, I can spread the word. I can show that it's not a dirty subject. You know, I'm I'm a business owner. Everybody in town knows me. I'm respected as a business owner. But guess what? Now I do cannabis because of my kidney donation. You can't let like, call me a loser for that, you know? Yep. So I kind of use the kidney card every once in a while. And I'm like, wait a second, dude, you're okay drinking, you know, five cocktails a day and alcohol kills 4,000 people a day. But you're not going to talk about It's a dirty word to talk about something that has never killed anybody ever. So um, I got a rolling paper company. It was a friend of mine. He was my first client. And then when I started working with my business partner and started hybrid social, I just 100% went into this industry. And I do hourly consulting outside of the industry Mm -hmm. because I always take that money and teach small business owners. But I really just focus on This industry, I manage the Facebook page for our local Women Grow chapter here. So, you know, I I contribute as much as possible so that these cannabis companies who are largely entrepreneurs for the first time can learn social media the right way for their business. Totally. If someone were to work with you and engage you, what could they expect
0: to see in 30 days and then in 60 days to their business?
1: Well, the first thing is I... I do. The cleanup work I do is because these people don't really do social media for themselves. So I'm really transparent. And when someone first contacts me, I send them my personal stuff so that they can see that I have this many followers, this Mm -hmm. many friends and things like that. Um, but I just, I, I just educate along the way. I make sure that people understand as I'm building up their social media or doing some cleanup. And I hope I'm not off track from your, um, question but I just I stay transparent because social media is kind of a hot topic it's been um, kind of a trendy cool um, job to have that's what people look at it as whereas it's really a lot of work and it's very time consuming but I, I need them to see that as well because when I'm done and I can go hand over the accounts once I've cleaned them up or built them up and they see how much work is into it they value it more when they see that it's you know a couple hours a day at least an hour a day per network so if you're everywhere yeah you know you're four five six hours a day just doing social media
0: wow okay that was my question it's like how long I mean how much time would one need to commit to really building something good in social media so per network at least a minimum of an hour
1: A day, a a day, every single day, because you can't build a relationship with one tweet. Okay, so here's an example. Um, I got a a new client that is a CBD company. And after a really long conversation with him, he's like, wow, he's like, I'm going to show you the proposal from the other company that I got. And they proposed. I looked at the packages and one of them was four tweets a week. How do you build relationships with four tweets a week? Oh, and that means four tweets a week could be all at once, could be spread out over a week. But how do you know all your audience is online at that moment? They're not logging onto Twitter at eight o'clock at night saying, oh, I wonder what Amy Donahue posted at 11. You have to be in people's faces every few hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's. It's time-consuming, but it's your brand, and if people are putting their blood, sweat, and tears into these companies, they need to respect their company and themselves as business owners by having a good social media uh, campaign and strategy and presence. Totally, totally. But it is time-consuming. Very time-consuming. And That's why you need somebody
0: to help you. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Amy Donahue with Hybrid Social. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my last question. But my second to last question is, you know, so you gave us some pieces of advice, right? You 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 shed a lot of light, actually, on everything. If somebody wants to do something on their own, uh, take a little bit of control into their own hands, do you have any resources that you'd recommend to help navigate
1: social media at all? Well, there's a really good uh, email blast from Social Media Examiner, that goes through like, hey, here's the the stories on Instagram and Snapchat actually has that now. I think it's called Memories. And so Social Media Examiner is great because it, it gives you, you know, a bunch of different links every day or every other day that you can click on to learn more about the networks, but you still have to read the terms of service when it comes to cannabis. Like you still have to put that work in. So even though, um, another guy that I really love is Gary Vaynerchuk. It's V A Y N E R C H U K. He's at Gary V V E E Gary V. Okay. Um, and he's, he's very straightforward. He uses all the networks He's very big on Snapchat as well. Like he goes with the trends and he he's got a great YouTube channel where he talks about social media all the time. Um so anything by Gary Vaynerchuk is good. And then um I guess that's those that's, are some two really that, good places to start. Where it's yeah. very basic. For people to understand.
0: Okay, for sure. And then I think a lot of people will want to get in contact with you. So I'll post uh, your link to the show notes. But can you tell us how
1: listeners can get a hold of you? Well, the Facebook page is GetHybridSocial, facebook.com slash GetHybridSocial. Actually, we're GetHybridSocial everywhere because your branding should be the same on every network. Um, MassRoots, Twitter, and my email address is amy at... GetHybridSocial.com Perfect, perfect And then
0: two actually Last questions Because I want to know Just quickly How's it going to Arizona With the ballot initiative For adult use You mentioned that Uh, How Is there anything
1: that You can update our listeners on? Well there were two initiatives But one Only one had enough signatures, So we only have one On the ballot Which is uh, Written with the help Of the MPP Which is a marijuana policy and um, there's pros and cons. There are people who think that we should be able to grow as many plants as we want, no matter where we live. But you know that's gonna be dangerous. And that's gonna, to me, you know, build some crime in there because people are gonna start breaking into each other's houses to steal their plants. So um, the marijuana policy project is great because it starts out small and baby steps. And again, if we're gonna get the gen pop to come out and vote, we need to make them comfortable about these initiatives. So right now, um, it's, it's about 52, 48% for, so it's very close, which wow. is why I'm very vocal about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I don't think we should be afraid to talk about it. The more we make it a dirty word, the less benign it is. And cannabis is benign and it's helping people and it's healing people. So, um, I just keep talking about it to help, help that.
0: Totally. OK. And the last question is, before we wrap up, where do you envision social media to go in cannabis?
1: I oh, man, I just really <laughs> wish that people would pay attention to the rules and know the basics of social media. I would like to see more apps, not just mass routes. There's another one called Social High, which you can post pictures. I would like to see just more openness and more. Um, Willingness to get developers to create great apps because we're a mobile society. So we need more networks where cannabis enthusiasts can be comfortable and and, you know, shout from the rooftops without the fear of being banned from Facebook. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's, it's crazy
0: how we in cannabis are so focused on cannabis, but yeah, we're playing by the rules in terms of these huge social networks and platforms that, you know, realize that cannabis is still federally illegal.
1: Yeah. It's still schedule one. They keep pushing back a date to reschedule it, but, um, that's the federal level. The cool thing is that Hey guys,
0: it's Simone here. Um, We actually got cut off during our recording. There was a crazy sandstorm in Arizona and the connection just went out while I was uh, interviewing Amy. So we're never going to know what she thought was really cool. Since our recording, the DEA announced that it decided not to reschedule cannabis. Um, so a lot of people have different opinions on it. We would love to know what your opinion is on calagea.com backslash DEA. We're getting all of our community members to kind of voice their opinion on this. So we definitely appreciate um, what your thoughts are. and, I thanked Amy not not recording on the show and I just wanted to thank her and thank her again for the valuable insight that she had regarding social media. I think the key takeaway in my mind is social media is like dating. You have to – you definitely need to – to ask questions, to engage your audience and just don't shove down what you want. It's fun. And actually since, since our recording, I've learned a lot on my own about just engaging with our followers on social media. So I hope that you guys all took something away from it. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope you liked today's episode. If you haven't already, go on over to calagea.com to connect with me and the other business professionals in the cannabis community. Also, if you like this, please go into iTunes and add the Cannabis Business Mind podcast to your iTunes account. And we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Talk to you guys next week.